0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today it is just me. I'm Ryan Solo on the pod. But I got a couple of important things to talk about. Obviously, the NFL season is slowly approaching. We are a little over a week away. Um, I couldn't be more stoked. Obviously, football is the best time of the year. But I'm also in a state of confusion, um, annoyance, I would say, with some things that my 49ers have done recently. And that is definitely something we are going to get into, but we're not going to get into that quite yet. We're going to say that for the end of the show, but to start the show, we're going to talk about every quarterback in the NFL, every starting quarterback um, in the NFL, all 32, and I have placed them each into quarterback tiers. They have, and I don't even know if I want to say tiers as much as I should say groups. I feel like tiers implies that some are better than the others, which is true, for the most part but sometimes you'll see when I get there but sometimes it's not true sometimes you know you'll have to understand when you'll, you'll get what I'm getting at once I get into these tiers but they're groups they're tiers however you want to take it honestly it doesn't matter but I took all 32 quarterbacks I divided them into nine groups and I'm gonna go over each and every one you where i have them things change things fluctuate 100 my opinions might change but this is where i have all nine of these quarterbacks starting quarterbacks heading into the season so let's just get right into it let's start with group number one tier number one called patrick mahomes and the only person in it is patrick mahomes there is no quarterback on the level of this man and he is so far ahead of everybody else that he needs his own tier he's in tier number one he needs his own tier it's just him Patrick Mahomes is that good coming off an MVP season, coming off a Super Bowl win. Um, Patrick Mahomes is just every season showcases why he's the best in the NFL, why he can do the things that he can do. It's honestly unreal that some of things that Patrick Mahomes can do. He's by far the most talented quarterback in football. He is in a group of his own. So I was debating on putting him in the group of the next guys, but when I look at the list of guys, and I'm a big fan of some of these dudes in here. Patrick Mahomes is just better than all of them. He's the most tal- He's arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks ever. That's not saying he's the greatest, but he's arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks ever. He's in tier one on his own. That's Patrick Mahomes. I think, honestly, I don't think it's possible to have a debate that he's not the best quarterback in football. I think that's how clear it is. That's how clear it is that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. So tier one is Patrick Mahomes. Tier two, called elite. I got five quarterbacks here that are elite. And that is Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Aaron Rodgers. Now this is in no order. This is in no order. All these guys are in no order when I put them within the tiers. I'm just throwing their names out there. These are guys who are elite quarterbacks, the best of the best. They're just not Patrick Mahomes, but they're the best of the best um in the entire NFL. Starting with Joe Burrow, obviously we've seen Joe Burrow do great things. We saw him lead the Bengals to a Super Bowl, to a Super Bowl. Obviously, they didn't win it. They lost to the Rams. But Joe Burrow has shown time and time again that he is. I don't like to say him. I don't like to say that. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of cliche, but he is, he, I mean, Joe Burrow is that guy. I mean, we have shown, we have seen him and, and the biggest thing for me about Joe Burrow is that the, the debate was always Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen, Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. And for a while I was on the Josh Allen train, but not anymore. No, 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 not anymore. And Josh Allen is still elite. 100%. And he's in this tier with these other guys, but Joe Burrow is so much more consistent and less Wild, I would say, which has earned him the number two spot in the entire NFL from out of the quarterbacks in the NFL. He's surpassed Josh Allen, and that's the biggest thing for me is the consistency we see from Joe Burrow game after game after game. It's very rare to see a sloppy ball from Joe Burrow like we do with Josh Allen, just not as much. We don't see that. Next guy is, well, I'll just get into Josh Allen. Josh Allen is still elite. I know I just kind of went on a little tangent about how he's not as good as Joe Burrow, but he's still elite. Josh Allen is still very good at everything. Um, he's an absolute, he's, he's a guy you, you do want on your team. And, and, and the biggest thing for me, like I brought up earlier, is how Josh Allen is, can get sloppy. And we've seen that a lot in the red zone, especially when Josh Allen gets into the red zone. There's times where he gets a little too sloppy. And that's a point of concern. For Josh Allen, um, that's one of the only knocks that I could really knock him for, but he does it, and you can't ignore that. That's just what he does. Um, and another thing about Josh Allen is his style of play. This is just a little irrelevant, but I hope he lasts because I do see he takes a lot of hits. Josh Allen takes a lot of hits, and when you have a football player taking that many hits, a lot of the Times it doesn't go as long as you thought it would, as you hoped it would, actually. That's just one thing for uh, for Josh Allen. Um, about Josh Allen for me is just, I hope his career is long, but the amount of really brutal hits that he takes because of that offense that he's a part of, it gets a little concerning. Josh Allen is still an elite quarterback, and I know he may be not looked at by some people anymore as... Like the, the second best in the league, which he's not the second best in the league to me anymore. He's actually number four. But he's still elite. Regardless, Josh Allen is still an elite quarterback. I don't think that should be a debate. I'm um, have Jalen Hurts, who I do have as the third best quarterback in the league. I'm not ranking all these guys, but I do have Jalen Hurts as the third best quarterback in the league. Almost number two. Jalen Hurts last year just showed how... Jalen Hurts is the definition of a true dual threat. Jalen Hurts is the definition of a true dual threat. He can... Throw the ball at an elite level and run the ball at an elite level. You have guys like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's a dual threat, but his passing is nowhere near the level of Jalen Hurts passing. Even guys like Colin Kaepernick back in the day, who was, he was not a dual threat, period. He wasn't even a dual threat. He was a single threat. He could run. That's it. He couldn't throw. This is a dual threat. This is the guy you want on your team because he can do everything. And he opens up so much for the offense. And it's been cool to see Jalen Hurts get better every single year. Every year he's been in the league, he's gotten better than the previous season. That's going to be tough to do this upcoming season because of how good he was last year and how he outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts had one mistake in the Super Bowl. It was a very costly one, and I'm not, I'm not disregarding it. But he he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. I think, that's, I think that's a very valid statement. He 100% outplayed Patrick Mahomes. In the Super Bowl, he had an MVP-type season. He could have won the MVP award. He lost one game in the regular season, which he played. He only lost one. Um, And he was such a vital part of that. So it's not like he was being carried along for the ride like Jimmy Garoppolo was when he won a lot of games with the 49ers. Jalen Hurts led that Eagles team. So... Jalen Hurts is 100% elite quarterback, like I said, true definition of a dual threat. The last two guys I have are Justin Herbert Aaron Rodgers. So Justin Herbert for me is somebody who can fluctuate between elite and right behind – And well, that's the name of my next group is right behind the elite. Um, But Justin Herbert's arm strength and decision-making is very good. It's very simple. It's very good. Um, And I know he hasn't won a playoff game, and that's what a lot of people used to knock. Like even a guy like Trevor Lawrence beat him last year in the playoffs, and he's already won a playoff game now. Um, so I understand that part of an argument. If you really want to knock him for that, however, it's not solely something that would let me take him off of an elite category when I watch him play, because Justin Herbert is elite when he plays football, when he throws a ball, he's just in, and he might have the best arm in football, really. I mean, maybe, maybe behind Aaron Rodgers, but he might have the best arm in football. Justin Herbert, and I know that the Chargers offense does do a lot of dink and dunk, like the 49ers. Just short balls, dump it off to Eckler a lot. You know, that's kind of how their offense is. But when, when Justin Herbert has to throw deep, he's got Keenan Allen. like He kind of – Keenan Allen is more of a uh, shorter route kind of guy, at least in my opinion. And then Mike Williams can kind of do the big, big stuff. Um, but when he airs it out to whoever, I have a lot of confidence that it's a good ball. Justin Herbert's an elite quarterback right now, and I would kill for him on my team, man, especially in the uh, position we're in right now. So Justin Herbert's elite. My last guy in tier two is Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people wouldn't have any, have him in elite after last season, but it don't matter to me. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's one year off of back-to-back MVPs. Um, he's now playing in a very, very good offense. He's got weapons everywhere. Um, he's going to be very good this season. You'll see Aaron Rodgers is going to absolutely kill. He's going to show again why he's an elite quarterback in the league right now. Um, His team last season, the Packers, they were not as loaded as they have been in previous years with the departure of Devontae Adams. Um, He was working with an interesting receiving core, a young receiving core of guys that um, were not nowhere near Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football. When he leaves, you're going to – Something's going to go off. I mean, something's going to mix up a little bit, you know. So Aaron Rodgers is now in an offense where he doesn't have to worry about that. He's got weapons. Garrett Wilson. They're going to have an amazing connection. Now uh, they have a good run game. They have a good O line. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to succeed there in New York, and I think he's still gonna lead quarterback. I think 100. percent I don't think that's much of a debate. I think Aaron Rodgers can lead the Jets to a Super Bowl this season. I think he could do have another MVP type season like he did two years ago. So that's my group too of the elite next group three, right behind the elite guys who aren't quite elite, but are close. They're just, they're the next tier of guys right behind elite Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Kirk cousins, and Jared Goff. These guys are my third group right behind the elite. Trevor Lawrence, um, can 100% push his way into the elite category this season. He has gotten better and better and better just as time's gone on. He won a playoff game last year. Um, and he was a big part of that. Obviously, that game was really brutal for them in the beginning. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in the first half. It's actually terrible. But Justin, er, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence had an amazing second half, and he literally led an amazing to against the Chargers. And they ended up winning that game. Trevor Lawrence has gotten better and better. They have more weapons now. Um, now with Calvin Ridley coming back off of his suspension, we're going to see good things from Trevor Lawrence. So I 100% believe he can move up to the elite category within a couple of games. I mean, if he continues, if he picks up where he left off and, and he gets even better and better, Trevor Lawrence can't do that. Lamar Jackson, I, I have been hesitant on my whole time watching him. <laughs> And what the, the problem that I have is that too many people, to me, bring up the MVP season. His MVP season was elite. Not even close. His MVP season was so amazing. But that was almost four years ago. We need to move on because he's a different player now. Teams have figured out the run. And, and, and I don't want to say figured out as in completely stopped and limited because they haven't. But he has not been able to run as much as he's used to been, as much as he used to be able to. Um, teams have worked to limit it. And then when you limit the run, that forces Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense to pass. And when you're forced to pass, Sometimes Lamar Jackson gets too crazy. He's not on the level of any of those guys passing the football. He's just not as good. And he's not bad. And he actually exceeded my expectations a little bit last season with him passing the football. But it's not near the level of the other guys. Lamar Jackson is not an elite passer. He's an elite runner. He's 100% an elite runner. But he's not an elite passer. And for me, when that vital part of your game is not elite, it's tough for me to put you in e- in an elite category <clears throat> with other guys who are elite passers. And his run is so effective, I know, and his you know his run is like something we haven't really seen before. But that can only take you so far. And for me, it's tough to stick him in the elite category. So I have him right right behind them, right behind them. And if he continues to try to prove me wrong with elite passing, something could change. Next guy I have is Kirk Cousins. Uh, Underrated for sure. I think Kirk Cousins is very solid. He's a top 10 quarterback. Um, He, every season he's, he's, he, and, and I, and the thing about Kirk Cousins too, I know is that he makes some mistakes. Kirk Cousins makes some mistakes, which is why he's not elite. And obviously everyone makes mistakes, but Kirk Cousins sometimes will do something that is just very dumb. You're like, that was a boneheaded play. What are you doing? But overall, Kirk Cousins does his job. He gets the ball to Jefferson. He used to get the ball to Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins does his job, and he's a guy I would love to have on my team. He's not elite. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Joe Burrow. He's not a Jalen Hurts. He's not a Josh Allen. But he's a very solid quarterback, and he sneaks into the top ten probably. The last guy I have here is Jared Goff. Kind of a stretch, I know um but i'm a believer in jared goff i think he needed a new situation when he got out of the when he got away from the rams i think the lions was good for him and i think towards the end of last season jared goff was tearing it up i think jared goff was doing an amazing job and i think that this upcoming year we could see a very very solid season from jared goff now having him in right here could be a little bit of a stretch and i get that having him in group five might make a little which i'll get to that in a bit but I have faith in Jared Goff. I do. So I'm putting him right here. I think he's he's the worst one in the group, probably. But he's close. That's Jared Goff. And I think I think Jared Goff is a guy who can really, really get it done. And some. Really, I do. Um, so I have Jared Goff sitting there in group three. Group four. Get ready for this group. High ceiling, but question marks hold them back. That consists of Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Tua Tagovailoa, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray. Six quarterbacks who have very high upside. Guys who we've seen play well at times. Guys who we know can do what we ask them to do. Guys who are have that ceiling where it, they could be up in the elite, honestly. Really, all of them. But they each have an individual question mark, which makes me hesitant. I don't know exactly where to put them. So that when, when, when before I started the tiers, when I brought up how some might not be better than others in different tiers, that you, that logically, what I state might be right. This is kind of a group like that. These guys in group four could be higher than the guys in group three. It's just the question marks that are holding them back. Starting with Deshaun Watson, it's very simple. Deshaun Watson, before his all the allegations, was a top five quarterback in the NFL. Elite. Arguably top three. Now that he's taken over a year off and he only played six games last season. He didn't look amazing. It's just a question mark. We don't know yet. We don't know what to expect from Deshaun Watson, so I don't really know where to put him. Um... High ceiling, but a question mark holds him back from me putting him any higher. So it's just a question mark. Next guy's Matthew Stafford. Again, Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford is a very, very good quarterback. Last year, he was ravaged with injuries. So was his team. It's just another question mark. We don't know what to, where to put Matthew Stafford, where to rank Matthew Stafford, what to expect from him because from what we saw last year, it, it kind of puts like a halt. to to what to any of our thinking because we don't know after somebody gets hurt like that. The next guy is Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson is ridiculously disrespected by NFL fans. And I I don't know why. I guess it'd be the Broncos country. Let's ride thing. They don't like that. They think it's cringe. He had a bad year last year. It's one year. We've seen too much from Russell Wilson to write him off after one bad season with a bad head coach. He's got Sean Payton now, who is more of an offensive genius, than Kyle Shanahan is, by the way. No one says that though. Um, he's with a very good head coach. He has a very solid team now. If we see have another bad season of Russell Wilson, then yes, he will go down. But right now, he has a high ceiling. It's just a question: of what What do we expect from him? He's got a new coach. He, he's coming off a poor season. But he could still 100% move his way up into the elite categories. Next is Tua. Tua an interesting one because last season, up to the 49er game, really, because the 49ers kind of broke him and the team. Um, he was really good. Tua was having an amazing season, and then he fell off, and then he got two major concussions. Question mark. What do we expect? I don't know. I should just name this. I don't know what to expect. That should, that's what I should have named this tier. I don't know what to expect because I don't. I have a tier like that, actually. But these are guys that are like, no, I, I like my name. High ceiling, but question marks hold him back. Tua's his injuries, to his head, are a question mark. We don't know how much that will affect his play. We don't know how much that's going to affect his longevity. Even for a season. I mean, after seeing him last season on Thursday Night Football go down, um, I'm blanking on who it was against. For some reason, my mind is telling me Bengals, but I don't think it was. I don't remember. Uh, It was brutal, man, and I didn't know if he was ever going to play again. I really, I didn't know. I couldn't tell. I didn't, from what we saw from from Tua laying on the ground like that, he could have never played football ever again. So it's just a question mark. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know how he's going to look. He could look great like he did in the beginning. He might get hurt again. He might hurt his head. He might be bad. High ceiling, but question mark holds him back. Dak Prescott's another one. And I I consider moving Dak Prescott down a group. But I just, I've seen good from Dak Prescott. I've seen so much good from Dak Prescott but he's an interception machine. He throws too many turn he throws too many interceptions. Too many turnovers. That's a question mark and I think I give him one final season of this question mark. And if he still is like that, if he still plays the same way, he could drop. He will drop. His question mark is just his decision making. Really. It's a big question mark because we've seen so much good from Dak Prescott. And the and the Cowboys have a really good team to help Dak Prescott. But this like inconsistency that we see sometimes, it's just like, what do I expect from Dak week in and week out? You don't know. You can back group, but I'm I'm being generous here. Last one's Kyler Murray. I just think the entire situation with the Cardinals is weird. Um, it's a very strange situation. I feel like people are kind of forgetting about it, but it's just weird. We don't really know what's going on with the Cardinals. They suck right now. Um, Kyler's coming off an injury. Uh, Kyler has been inconsistent in his time. He's been great at times. He's been bad. It's just a weird situation. It's another question mark. Kyler Murray is very talented and he could be a very good quarterback, but right now he has a high ceiling, but a question mark holds him back. Let's move on. Group five. They can do the job. Three quarterbacks who can do the job. Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones. I was debating putting Derek Carr higher. I was debating putting him um, in... The, the thing about putting Derek Carr here is, is... And like I said, if you're in group four, it doesn't mean you're better than everyone in group five. And if you're in group four, it doesn't mean you're worse than everyone in group three. They're just groups. It's just a statement that unifies a group of quarterbacks. Derek Carr can do the job. That goes without saying. For me, though, it was tough to put him in right behind them, right behind the elite in Group 3, just because if he didn't have a good season last year. And I thought he was good. I, I ate my words on that. I, I took it on the chin. Bad season. I thought he was going to have an amazing year. He didn't. I do believe that Derek Carr is a scapegoat for the Raiders' problems. I don't think he's the main issue at all, actually, but it's it was tough for me to put him in the elite or uh, behind the elite. and it was tough for me to put him in group four high ceiling with question marks because I don't know if he has a question mark. The question mark would be Was it really his fault? We don't know, right? I don't think it was. Derek Carr could move up to group three one hundred percent. He could find himself in that group. but right now I'm putting him in and he can do the job because he can. Derek Carr can do the job. Next, I have Geno Smith. Interesting. Not a huge fan of Geno. Don't hate him, though. He's fine. Um, he can do the job, really. I think Gino's the, I think Geno defines he can do the job. He's not going to be amazing. He's not going to be bad. He can do the job. I wouldn't move him. I think this is a perfect spot for Geno Smith on this list. I don't really have much to say about it. Started the year really good. Ended the year kind of poor. He could do the job, though. Next is Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones for me is 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 overrated. Too many people think he's very good. He didn't deserve that big contract, but he's better than the guys in the league right now. I think his passing is still overrated, but uh, Daniel Jones can do the job. We saw it last year; made the playoffs, got obliterated by the Eagles, but he could do the job. He's another guy that is in that same thing and then like i said i'm not i'm not i actually i actually don't like daniel jones that much um his his play i don't think he's that great but i just and, and i was debating putting him in six but he's too he's had too much upside for me to stick him below so i think he could do a job the job group six not good enough ryan Tannehill, jimmy garoppolo These are guys that can't win you a Super Bowl. It's just impossible. They won't do it. Ryan Tannehill is done. He is washed. The Titans need to move on. He has been inconsistent. He has shown flashes that he is too old and he's not what he used to be. Not that Ryan Tannehill was ever this elite quarterback, but He was solid, not anymore. Ryan Tannehill is not that guy. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's not good enough. These are the guys that are like stuck in that middle. Like it's not like you have this old vet or an elite quarterback who can win you games, but it's not like you have this young guy who has a lot of potential. And it's not like you have these guys that can do the job like Derek Carr, like guys that are in the middle, but solid that can do it. These guys just aren't good. This is the worst place to be. Group six is the worst place to be on this entire list. Jimmy Garoppolo, I've talked about half a million times on this show. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. 2019, he choked it away. 2021, he choked it away. Jimmy Garoppolo won't win you a Super Bowl. We know this. Uh, you know, the inability to see the field. Um Terrible decision making. Pocket presence is terrible. Um, you know, he's just can't really name a good part of his game. He gets a ball out quick. There you go. It's a good part of his game. He's a good locker room guy. Two things, two nice things. I never say two nice things about Jim Garoppolo on this show back to back, but there they are. He can get the ball out quick and he is a good locker room guy. But if you're not a good quarterback, don't matter. He's not good enough. I'm not going to go on on Jimmy because I've done this so, so many times. We'll see how he does with the Raiders, but I think it's just going to show how how much of a flop he is. Um, he's, he's not going to do good things there. Group seven. Potential, but we need more. Guys that have potential to be good. I've seen flashes, but I'm not going to jump on the train yet to write them off or to say that they're great. Justin Fields, Brock Purdy, Mac Jones. I said Daniel Jones is the most overrated quarterback. I think it's actually Justin Fields. And the problem that I have with the the reason behind that is how much people get blinded by fantasy football. People get so, so blinded by fantasy football. Justin Fields does great in fantasy because he can run and he gets rushing touchdowns. So, everybody thinks that if, oh, if you're good in fantasy, you must be elite in real life. That's not how it works. Justin Fields cannot throw. He can't. He can run. He can run like the wind. He's probably the second best running quarterback in the league right now in terms of pure running. He's up there at least, but he can't throw. And I'm not going to write him off because he's young. And I'm not going to say he's great just because he can run. I need to see more. And if Justin Fields continues this season being a poor passer, I'm not going to be a little bit of a different conversation. And if Justin Fields fixes the passing, becomes good, and stays an elite runner, it'll also be a different conversation in a positive way. For Brock Purdy, he was great last year as a 49er fan. I mean, Brock Purdy was fantastic. He played – actually went to the first game he played against the Dolphins where we broke the Dolphins. Yeah, I was there. Tom come in for Jimmy Gag, and then Brock killed it. Um, and he continued to win every single regular season game. And he pretty much won every he won every game that he played, essentially. The only game he lost was the one where he didn't have an arm. And Kyle Shanahan had no creativity. Uh, once he went down, he just accepted defeat. Not what I like for my head coach, but I guess some people do. Um, he was great last year. He was fantastic. He did the job. I have my doubts, 100%. I have my concerns. Brock Purdy's arm strength is a concern. The 49ers have never relied on the deep ball ever here in, in this era of 49ers. Um, but And we're clearly not going to do that again. We're not relying on the deep ball. We don't really have that in the arsenal, actually. We're a dink and dunk team. And my concern, my worry lies that I think dink and dunk can only take you so far. I think Dink and Dunk can only take you so far. I don't know if we're going to be able to win one with just Dink and Dunk. I always said that if the 49ers had a quarterback who could air it out and who, who at least had the threat to air it out, that opens up the game. That's not Kyle Shanahan's game, though. So whatever Kyle Shanahan says goes, right? He's the genius, so whatever he thinks is true. So we're Dink and Dunk, and if this doesn't work out, there it is. Brock Purdy has potential to be really good. He does. He came in. He showed up with confidence. He walked right in when he when he was called on. And he killed it. Didn't lose a single game. Lost the last game. But it's just so tough to count that. A lot of that blame goes on Kyle. For the blocking scheme. So... Anyways, Brock Purdy, potential, yes, but we need to see more. I don't get sold on quarterbacks as fast as a lot of people, as fast as a lot of 49er fans do. I don't jump the gun, I should say. I don't. Jimmy Garoppolo, five games. Wins them all in very mediocre and overpraised fashion, but hey, he won five straight games. Made him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Overreaction. Jumped the gun. From the 49ers. Trey Lance plays four games. See ya. Trade him for a fourth round pick. Overreaction. Jumped the gun. Brock Purdy. Seven games. Won them all. We're going to stick with him because he's the future. Could be an overreaction. Could have jumped the gun. We don't know yet. I'm not jumping the gun. I'm not saying Brock is bad. I'm not saying he can't be good. I'm just not going to say he's the future. He's the real deal. I'm not going to call him the real deal. I don't know if he's the real deal. Kyle called him the real deal. So if Kyle said it, he must be, though. So actually, you're right. He is the real deal, just because Shanahan said it. Lastly, Mac Jones... Mac Jones is tough, and the only reason I have him here and not in Group 8, the group below, is just because I saw flashes his rookie year. I liked what I saw from Mac Jones' rookie season. Last year wasn't all that great, but his rookie year, I liked what I saw. So Mac Jones has potential to be okay. I don't think Mac Jones is ever going to be an elite, elite quarterback, but he has potential to be solid. He has potential to be a they-can-do-the-job type guy. We just need to see more, right? Group 8. I don't really know. Guys, I just can't get a grasp of them yet. I don't really know. Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter. Baker Mayfield could have been a not good enough. But I'm giving him a little bit of a benefit here. Starting with Kenny Pickett, though... Um, I just I mean these guys are going to be short. I don't know. I need to see Kenny Pickett play. We barely saw him play. He played a little bit last year, yeah. But we need to see him continue to play more and more before I can make a decision. Sam Howell. How the heck are you going to judge Sam Howell? I don't know yet. Next, Jordan Love barely has played in the NFL. He's been backing up Aaron Rodgers for years. Barely's gotten snaps. Time to see what he's got. I've been hearing good things in the camps, so, but I can't judge him. i never seen him really all that much. He's played a couple times, but that's it. Jordan Love. I don't really know. Baker Mayfield. I could have honestly just put Baker Mayfield not good enough, um, but I stuck him in I don't really know because I don't really know. S- last year, joins the Rams. Let a game-winning drive. Baker Mayfield is not good. But for some reason, I don't want to just completely write him off. He's got more upside than Jimmy does. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield on my team than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, But no, I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy. He's not good. But I'm just going to put him in. I don't really know because I don't. I don't really know what to say about Baker Mayfield yet. He's on a new team. Bucks aren't very good. I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to show all that much, but I don't really know. Lastly, Desmond Ritter. I don't know. I mean, again, what am I going to say about Desmond Ritter? I really don't know. So Group 8, pretty self-explanatory. I don't really know. And Tier 9, the rookies. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. Three guys who have yet to play an NFL snap. Um, just got drafted in the last draft class. To see what they all got, uh, so I'm not, I don't judge rookies. I'm, I don't, I don't have any, I can't formulate an opinion on a guy who has never played a snap in the NFL. So, again, if you're in one group, doesn't mean you're better than everyone below you, doesn't mean you're worse. These are just groups, and I just numbered them. Um, so those are my groups group one through nine of every single starting quarterback in the NFL, all 32. Place into a group with others, except Patrick Mahomes. He's in his own solo tier one, 100% the best. Let's move on. I got a few minutes here to talk about the Trey Lance trade. The 49ers traded Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. So if you remember correctly, they traded three first round picks and a third round pick just to trade for the first round pick to eventually draft him, just to move up nine spots in the draft. They draft Trey Lance and they move on from him for a fourth round pick. So that just happened the other day. Opinions are flying everywhere. 49ers Twitter has been insane and I for sure have my opinions on the matter. So let's get into it. Who is the person to blame for this whole Trey Lance debacle, situation, snafu, botch job? The answer is Kyle Shanahan. The simple answer is just Kyle Shanahan. He's the one to blame. And so many people want to tell me that Kyle is not the GM. He doesn't trade those picks. If you don't think Kyle Shanahan was involved in this, I don't really know what to tell you. Kyle Shanahan has lots of say in what the 49ers do, especially if it has to do with the quarterback. Kyle Shanahan has tons of say. What are we doing? Kyle Shanahan plays a massive part in this. Okay, so let's get into this. Kyle Shanahan realizes Jimmy G's not the guy. Can't win it. Just can't do it. We go from 12 to 3 in the draft. Trade up from 12 to 3. Make a trade with the Dolphins. We traded them three first-round picks and a third. Just to move up to get that third overall pick. They drafted Trey Lance with that pick. Raw, inexperienced quarterback out of uh, North Dakota State. High potential. Lots of good attributes. Physical attributes are there for sure. Just needs reps, right? I think anybody who watches football, even if you don't watch football, I think the logical thing is that if you want to get better, you need reps, but that's Kyle Shanahan. No, no. If you, if you want to get better, you sit on the bench behind uh, somebody who chokes and is not very good. That's what you do. If you want to get better year one, Kyle Shanahan sits him all year, not a game. Well, okay. I take that back. Kyle Shanahan sits him all year, but there are two games. Trey Lance starts because of Jimmy G injuries. The first one against the Cardinals. Trey didn't look great. It's just that simple. Trey didn't have that great of a game. A big part of that was the play calling. Kyle Shanahan ran him up the middle like a fullback over and over and over and over. I think the number was 14 or 16, 13, something around there. That's how many design runs there were. Yeah, for a quarterback. Not a running back. He's a quarterback. But to Kyle Shanahan, everyone. That's Kyle Shanahan's answer. Hey, Kyle Shanahan, what should I do to make him a running back? That's his answer. He probably has a button that just says make him a running back. Breaking news, Cal, not everybody's a running back. Then he plays the Texans later in the year, and people like to give him guff for that, but I think he played great. The first half, not, not so good. He had a poor first half. Trey Lance came in in the second half and absolutely killed it and led the 49ers to a win. He adjusted, and that's all that you could ask from a rookie quarterback that young and that raw. To adjust, and he did. He adjusted. He made the adjustments. We won. Oh, but the Texans are the worst team in the NFL. How do you not win? Any given Sunday. Doesn't matter. Trey Lance played who was in front of him, and he killed it in the second half, and we won the game. So year one, Trey plays two games just because Jimmy's injured, but Jimmy's the number one all year. Year two, Trey Lance starts the season. They gave him the keys. First game was against the Bears in a monsoon. We lost. Trey played okay. Not great. Not bad. Just whatever. Did whatever he needed to do. Lost the game, though. Tough to play when it's that, uh, when the weather is that much of a factor. It was pouring like a complete downpour of rain. Next game, Kyle Shanahan once again uses him as a fullback, keeps running him and running him and running him and running him. So what do you think is going to happen? The logical thing is that, hey, he's going to get hurt. So he does. He breaks his ankle. And that's the last we've seen of Trey Lance. Starting playing in a 49er game. That's the last. In a real game. We saw him playing the preseason this year. Brock Purdy obviously comes in, does his thing uh, after Jimmy gets hurt that season. And then they go with Purdy, year three. Purdy was the number one the whole time. Then it was between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance for QB2. They had a battle. Apparently Sam Darnold won it. Once Trey figured out the news, he said, hey, I would like to get out. Uh, I would stay if I, he sounds like what happened was he said, hey, I will stay if you want me to stay, if you can't find a partner, but I would appreciate if we're able to explore some options for myself just so I can play. So they did. Then they found a suitable fit, the Dallas Cowboys, for a fourth round pick for somebody who traded three firsts and one third fourth. Okay, so botch job, understatement. This was the biggest botch job in the history of football and arguably has turned into one of the worst. This is probably the worst trade in football history, and it's up there in sports history. Yeah, I'm going there. This is that bad of a deal. And the biggest part, and it's not Trey Lance's fault, not even close. It's Kyle Shanahan's fault. He gave up on him. Four games, gave up on him. If I'm the Cowboys right now, I'm ecstatic. I'm stoked. I got a young quarterback who has lots of talent and upside for a fourth. He was a third overall pick. I got him for a fourth. After they didn't even, it's not like Trey Lance played three seasons and looked terrible. No, he didn't play at all. He played four games. Not even, he played three full games. Three full games. And Cal said, see ya. But that's what Kyle Shanahan does. That's what he does. People don't like to see that, though. But that's what he does. He gives up on people. He jumps the gun. It's funny because how messy this situation was from the start. I mean, ever since they drafted, ever since they traded for those picks, the draft, Trey Lance. Year one, like I said, Jimmy was the guy. Trey Lance was so bad and not as good as Jimmy that they they knew Jimmy was undisputed quarterback one. Year two, Jimmy is so bad. This is all in Kyle Shanahan's eyes. Jimmy is so bad. They lock him out, they make him practice on the side field. Trey Lance is so good. He's quarterback one. Here you go, kid. Take the keys. This is your team now. Jimmy's that bad. And Brock Purdy, quarterback three. Kyle had no intention of ever playing Brock. Brock Purdy was so good right in the beginning. Wouldn't have Kyle said, I always hear Kyle's the guy who's going to start who's best. And why didn't he start Brock? If Brock was so good, because he didn't know. He didn't think Brock was going to be that good. He had no idea. Year three, Brock is so good. He's quarterback one and it's not close. Brought in Sam Darnold, who's better than Trey Lance now, even though Trey Lance was your undisputed number one last year. But now he's not even good enough to beat out Sam Darnold. And you trade him for a fourth-round pick? Messy. The messiest situation I have ever seen in football. Kyle Shanahan had no plan the entire time. And... I realized something because it sounded like from the post game, from from the interviews, that Trey Lance was hoping to go. He said he. he it sounded like he said he would have stayed if he had to, and if he stays, then boom, I'll be QB three. But it sounded like he said he wanted a chance to compete somewhere. Trey Lance is going to be quarterback three on the Cowboys, and he's stoked to be there. So try to connect these dots, then. Trey Lance could have either been here on the 49ers as quarterback three, learning, using the same playbook he's used for three years, being around the same guys, same head coach, nothing's new, or be quarterback three somewhere else because he's not going to be quarterback one, obviously, and Cooper Rush has earned his number two spot. Be quarterback three somewhere else, learn an entirely new playbook, be around a brand new group of guys in a new city, and have a brand new head coach. So it's clear. Trey Lance did not want to be here anymore. He was done. You know who he was done with? Kyle Shanahan. He wanted to get away from the quarterback destroyer and he did successfully he's he he's probably so excited right now on how he was he managed to get away he could have been the quarterback he's not he's doing the same thing the same thing that he is was doing here quarterback 3 he's doing in Dallas what's the difference Kyle Shanahan's not in Dallas he's stoked He's gone. He's away from the quarterback destroyer, and I don't blame him one bit. That's the reason Trey Lance wanted to go. That's the reason. Kyle Shanahan is not in Dallas. He's doing the same thing. He's quarterback three in both spots. He would rather learn an entirely new playbook. Learn. Start from complete scratch. Than to stay here in his football hell. He's done now. He's free. Be free. Hopefully he can set his spread his wings. Hopefully he can spread his wings and fly because we didn't let him to. We caged him up. There's a quote from Shawshank Redemption. I think it says. I think it says some 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 birds wings are just too colorful to be caged. Something like that. Some birds are just too colorful to cage their wings. Something like that. I don't know the exact quote. Some birds are too colorful to be caged up. That's Trey Lance. He's one of those birds. I don't remember the exact quote. But be free, Trey. Go spread your wings. Go to a place that actually wants you. To a place that actually will know how to manage you and use you and treat you like a human being not a toy Kyle Shanahan butchered this so badly it's actually hilarious it's embarrassing and for him not for me but uh it's it's very embarrassing for Kyle Shanahan and what my last point is then we're gonna wrap up because I'm getting there up there on time My last point is that Jed York, the owner of the 49ers, needs to hike up his skirt and put Kyle on the hot seat. Kyle Shanahan needs to be on the hot seat. He does. We've seen him fail time and time again. We've seen him misuse quarterbacks time and time again. He's a quarterback genius. He's the quarterback whisperer. But we still are having quarterback issues seven years into his tenure. Breaking news. Kyle Shanahan, not the quarterback genius. Not the offensive genius. Sorry, he's not a guru. I don't know who told you that. The media wants you to, is trying to tell you that. You hear that all the time on the comment, commentators or analysts. Kyle Shanahan, brilliant offensive mind. He doesn't know the first thing about quarterbacks. I was able to talk to Grant Cohen on his show. I hopped in his live stream uh, the other day, and that's what he said. He said, Kyle Shanahan doesn't know the first thing about quarterbacks. And he's right. He doesn't. Because we are seven years into his tenure here. And we still don't know what the heck to expect from our quarterbacks. So Kyle Shanahan is to blame for the Trey Lance botch job. He ruined it. He let him down. He let us down. Because we thought he had a plan. He didn't have a plan. He didn't have a plan one time. It's been a mess since day one. It has been a messy, messy situation. Since day one. And Trey Lance is stoked. He's gone. He's out of his personal football hell. And he's able to go play football like a quarterback somewhere else. And he's he's actually doing the same thing. Although they'll treat him better over there. But he's doing the same thing. Quarterback three in San Francisco. Quarterback three in Dallas. Where do you want to go? You want to you learn a whole new playbook? You want to just stay here? I'd rather learn a whole new playbook. I'd rather be under a brand new head coach because Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback destroyer. That's what he is. The quarterback destroyer. That should be the new nickname. The offensive genius, scratch it out. The quarterback destroyer. I like that. Kyle Shanahan, the quarterback destroyer. Add. Boom. So, see, it's not supposed to be like that. See, so I'm using this new software right now. And I can put a ticker on the bottom that shows uh, what I'm talking about. A lot of you aren't probably seeing this. You're just listening. But um, now I put Kashi and the quarterback shirt. So that's going on the bottom of my screen right now. That's why I typed it in. But anyways, I'm going to wrap it up today. Um, I really appreciate you guys all out there listening. Um, I know it was a solo show, but I I liked coming on here uh, myself talking about Whatever I need to talk about, really. Uh, went over some quarterback stuff, obviously. And then we went over the 49ers stuff and Trey Lance situation. So, um, everybody out there listening, thank you. I really appreciate it. You know you can find me on social media, on Instagram at the on TikTok at the Night Shift Pod, and on Twitter at the nightshift2ts at the beginning, 2ts at the end. If you're still listening um, and you enjoyed this, be sure to leave a rating, a like, a subscription to wherever you're listening from. I'm going to start putting this stuff on YouTube um, and getting into that type of thing. So, uh, be on the lookout for that but right now if you're listening on spotify apple podcast google Podcasts, wherever um just leave a like leave a five-star rating whatever or be be, be real though be honest but um I, I would definitely appreciate that so please do and keep listening I, I know i've been a little inconsistent with episodes recently but i'm gonna try to be more consistent especially that football season's coming right up i'm gonna try to do a lot of fantasy football um stardom sitting type videos that uh, type episodes so um just really trying to get in the swing of things back in that stuff. I'm going to try and drop an episode before the season starts next week, probably with some award predictions. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, maybe some standing predictions too. So thank you guys so much for listening, for subscribing, for doing all that you do. I really appreciate it. And keep on doing it. And I'll be back with another episode soon. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.